So do you have you listened to to what we're doing? No, but I've chatted with Gunner about it a few times. Okay, so cool. I get the general gist, but I have we, not listened to one. Mm-hmm. We are pretty low key. Okay. What we do is we cover a cult. We talk about the basics of it. We don't go super in depth. There's plenty of podcasts and other things where you can go and go super in depth. Yeah, about we're stuff. more of like a. It's a personality kind of thing where we yeah. just com- comment on it. We don't really, we're not yeah. informational. Hit some high much. points, and then we take something from each cult that we talk about and add it to our own. Right. Yeah. So, um, what did we take last time? Oh, we called this place, is that the one where we called it Club we, Arcadia? Yeah, Club Arcadia. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the dungeon, because it's a dungeon, uh, we named it. Or Club the man cave. Now it's Club Arcadia. Yeah. We've done this like seventy times. Have yeah. we? Yeah. We we also we we were seventy gonna, episodes. Yeah. We were going to wow. do something with art too, weren't we? Were we? Yeah. Oh no, the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> that we may do that. <laughs> no, that's that, that was the one before. Was that the one before? Okay, well, I have to go back there. We, we need to talk about. Oh, our... we need to talk about a couple things. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay. Nathan, I'm cutting you off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> First off, the wedding. Yeah. Riley's wedding, okay? Haven't we already talked about this? No. No, we have not okay. talked about well, this, Well, let's okay? talk about it. We were going to talk about it last time. So, Riley, your sister. My sister. She had me officiate. She said, can you can you do the officiation? <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, I'll do it. But you know that it's going to be a nice cult wedding because you are members of the nice cult. She was okay with that. So. Is he officially a member? They they both are okay. They came to the uh, the live show. Okay, we need to. We're doing another live show soon. this year. Yeah. yeah, and that's your cult, the nice cult. That's the, the nice yeah, cult. Yeah, this is the nice, yeah, okay, okay, is okay, the nice cult. And so, five minutes before, or about fifteen minutes before, me and Thor went walked up, got my goat, and then walked down to Riley's house and said, "Hey, Riley, uh, the rings are going to be put on this goat, and that she's going to walk down the aisle with the." She was, she was hesitant. She didn't want the goat to lose the rings, but we did a nice bow on there. And so I told the I photographer. Was, I was very hesitant, too, because I thought I thought that goat's going to wander around and start eating someone's dress. Did the goat smell nice? Um, well, no, no one could smell her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she doesn't smell bad unless you go up and unless she burps on you. She, yeah, She's she, got some really bad burps. Yeah. Most uh, does, uh, female goats don't smell too bad. Yeah. It's I ran males. into some goats in Provo Canyon that had gotten loose. Yeah. And they smelled horrible. Awful. Just oh, awful. So, so they were probably male. Completely yeah, inappropriate male. for a wedding. Male goats <laughs> pee on themselves. They'll pee on and their they've heads. they've got these uh, muscle glands that just, they reek. And, yeah, they're just disgusting. And so not only do they pee on themselves and they reek, but when they're in like uh, a herd of females, they'll rub against them and get their scent on the females too. So okay. Much like Dungeon Masters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I do. I pee on myself and I rub myself all over. <laughs> and Everyone and that and comes leaders. in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she said okay to it. She walked down the aisle, they do the thing, and then the uh, the photographer and videographer are like, uh, I've never seen this before. <laughs> they told me that. But the, the goat comes, Thor, Thor lets the goat go. She runs down the aisle, sees the photographer and videographer, stops for a second, and then sees the chips that are in my hand, and she comes running for me. Yeah. Yeah. She likes chips. Perfect. That's, that's her thing. She loves What kind them. of chips? Exactly. Uh, she actually likes kettle corn, the really crunchy kind. Like the vinegar? Kettle chips. Or just normal? Uh, just salt. Just okay. sea salt. Okay. Yeah, she prefers sea salt over it's regular good. sodium. That's good taste. <laughs> she's, she's picky. No, I tasted some of her chips later on. And they weren't I, that good? And they weren't very good okay. chips. Well, no. they were chips. They were the only chips around. And she licked them first, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and another thing. She will not eat anything if you have put your mouth on it. Yeah. We were giving her candies. Nathan had a whole bunch of candies, and she was yumming them up, just chewing them. And then Thor put one in his mouth and tried to give it to her, and she smelled it, put it away. Yeah, really? If another goat, like we had two goats at one point, and it would put it in its mouth, the other one would like chew on it, and it fell out of its mouth. She'd sniff it and wouldn't touch it. Yeah. That's surprising. Goats are surprisingly picky. Yeah. Sometimes. But they eat weird things. So they're picky, but they eat weird things. So They like plastics. I think there's something, and then they like metals as well. And there's like a tang. and stuff like yeah. that. But, but like they don't like grass, like lawn grass and stuff like that. So sometimes she eats it. She loves Morning Glory. Yeah, but that's, that's nice. not that's not great. She likes all the things that we don't want her to eat. 
Yeah. So I am curious, though. Were there a lot of jokes in the ceremony that you conducted? Because was, I wasn't able to attend. Riley yeah. came to the office and invited yeah. me in person, which was super nice. But it turns out her wedding day is on my anniversary. And so oh. I was out of town with my wife <laughs> celebrating. Um, but she said, she told me, she's like, Gunnar's going to do the ceremony. I'm a little nervous. He's just going to make too many jokes. It was the shortest ceremony I've ever seen. Like, okay. I, I didn't make any jokes. Yeah, he, he, he was very low-key. Okay. I was very low-key. I just, he like... played it pretty safe. I had a whole bunch of stuff written down, and I could have gone on for, you know, 10 minutes or something, you know, made it that, but on all honesty, I looked at her, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to say something heartfelt, said something, And you know, they did their own vows. And, and they did their own vows, and, and I, I had... I had them read their own, read each other's vows. I thought that might be a little more meaningful because when I, you're in that stage, I liked that. By the way, I thought that worked out really well. Oh, good. So I thought when you're when you're at that stage, you're just kind of like seeing the other person talk. But then when you're reading it, maybe maybe it reaches in a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was more touching. I I teared up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I cried, um, but it was good. It was short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you dedicated it to, you said... Oh, at the end, yeah. I said, by the power invested by me, by Ronaldo DiCaprio, the nice cult, or something like that. Yeah, and, and you uh, said the state of Utah. And the right? state of okay, Utah, good. of course. So it's all legal now. Yeah, and it's all legal. Yep. So it was legally binding. So do we have the official certificate made yet, guys? So they got one from the state officially, but oh. we're making one for them and uh, in the we future, we are going it. to have a nice cult wedding certificate. Certificate. Good. And we should do like a because this can't be the first and only one. Of this can only it's be not. the first one. Yes. We should do like an on online. What, what was it called? Like officiator. Yeah. Well, wedding well uh, if you join the nice cult, you can you can uh, apply to be officiator, pastor, or minister, and that way you uh, you can. Perform weddings. Perform weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first thing that we needed to talk about. What was the second thing? Second thing is we are, we've been accepted as members of the Darkcast Network. Darkcast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. And that's a network of about 20 or so podcasts. Is, is that appropriate for the nice cult, the dark cast? Yeah, I mean it's we're cult-y gonna, stuff. We're gonna we bring talk some about, light. We okay. talk about the <laughs> we talk about different kinds of cults. I mean we usually make light of it. And they do so we'll have a promo that we record and we'll have promos from other podcasts and stuff. We yeah. already have a promo. In fact, I'll play this for the listeners. Do you ever feel there's something missing from your life? Do you lack purpose, direction, or a plan? Have you ever felt like you could achieve more if you just had the right connections? Have you ever been thirsty but couldn't find the right Kool-Aid? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then don't wait another minute. You should join a cult. But remember, if you join a cult, join join the the nice cult. cult. This is again, so so come again. Wow, that was awesome. (laughs) 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 So we have a guest today. Yes, we do. We have Ryan Crafts. Ryan Crafts is uh, is someone that he was my boss at one time, and so today I am going to be his boss. No. <laughs> was, he a good, was he a good employee? Gunnar was one of our best employees of all time. Yeah, I will yeah. say that, and I can say that genuinely. And Gunnar and I were yeah peers and uh, boss employee, just depending on the time and the frame and how that. Yeah. Well, early on, uh, before Ryan took over the company, we were peers, and then, and then he started moving into taking over the company, and he became my boss. Yeah. yeah. It was a small family business. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. started it, and my brother and I bought it, and so eventually, yeah, my brother and I are now the bosses. So, for those of you that are doing a nice cult wedding in Utah, uh, think about culinary crafts for catering that nice cult wedding. Yeah. I've worked odds and ends with Culinary Craft, and it's always been fun. I'll go ahead and say right now that if any nice cult wedding calls, we will give them a discount. (laughs) Just say, Ronaldo sent you. (laughs) Okay, so every other time that we've said, go up to this place and say, the Ronaldo sent me, uh, 
all those ones will say they will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> but say, I don't know how we'll verify that they are members of the nice cult, and that it's not good. but uh, I'm sure we'll figure out a way. And uh, Ryan's here to just participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to give us some comments. He's also with that. He has a degree in. Um, I want to say theology, not theology. No, it's I uh, I studied philosophy. Philosophy. Oh. Um, and I had an emphasis in my focus was ethical theory. Okay. Um, cool. Peace and justice. And and mind. now you cater. Yeah. Well, when you study philosophy and ethics and peace and justice, if you don't go to grad school, you just stay in the family business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I I, I yeah. even if you go to grad school, you probably stay in the family business. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there are times where I sometimes think, oh, man, I should have just you know gone to grad school so that I could you know. Be an ethics professor somewhere. Oh, okay. Not professor. Might yeah. be less stress. Yeah, my son's doing that. He got his degree in in uh, philosophy and ethics. Oh, really? And he's cool. flipping burgers. No, um, <laughs> yeah. no, he he works as a he works in a regulatory department of some company, but he wants to get his graduate degree at UC Berkeley. Oh yeah, so, yeah, very cool. So Ryan would use his uh, philosophy every single time we worked together. He'd, be, he'd have a group of people around him, and he'd be talking about his philosophy and his ideas and stuff. And so I, I remember then, I thought, you know what? Ryan definitely is someone that we want to engage in the nice cult and discuss whether or not it is actually a cult or a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Be. You, you and I worked and together so closely back during those college years when, yeah, like those ideas were life. And like I just had this huge fire and passion and... Nowadays, I just like want to like go on a bike ride and come home and drink wine, and I just I don't want to like argue about these big ideas with people every day anymore. But I'll I'll try and bring it. I'll try and bring it for the recording today. Awesome. Okay. If, if you just listen, that's all right as well. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've won this battle. I don't think I feel like I won any of the ones while we were. Uh... <laughs> that's not even. He doesn't even know he's battling. No, he. I know. That's the problem. No. <laughs> I will say, though, if anything brought back, like, that college-age fire in me, it has been the past couple of years. What with COVID and Black Lives Matter and Trump and Biden all, like, I sometimes get pretty pissed. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> I haven't been that pissed since college. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing, guys. I'm going to give a shout-out to one of our listeners, Alicia. She listens every single night. Our voices put her to sleep. There's just something about it that just soothes her soul. If you're having trouble sleeping, listen to the nice cult. <laughs> puts you to sleep. And Thor has a song for you. That we don't have to pay for. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Belinda was mine till the time that I saw her. Is that a... Holding... Neil Diamond. Okay, that's a Neil Diamond song. (laughs) We're coming to America. Today! Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult. The only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. This cult has it all. Okay. Okay, we have R- Russian Orthodoxy. Money Orth- for Orthodoxy? What did yeah. I say? Orthodoxy. Orthodoxy. Yeah. Orthodoxy. <laughs> Orthodoxy, money burning, sitting on hard benches for hours, um, protesting in the nude. Whoa. Whoa! I know awesome. what we're taking on. This is a <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, you don't. I suspected as much. So this one started as a Christian spiritual movement, uh, began in Russia. They were called the Doak Hobers, and their leader was uh, named Peter Verine. Okay. And they immigrated from Russia to Canada. This is the second Russian cult yeah. that you've done. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I have a theme going on. Yes. They immigrated from Canada as a group of about 200 people in 1902. And they settled in Saskatchewan and finally in British Columbia. And they were really oh, known. Okay, yeah. so they, they were from Russia and they immigrated to yeah. Canada. Okay. And they were known as, or they called themselves God's people. Uh, slaughter this name, but the Sovodonsky or Sovereign People. 
I'll go, go into some of their ideas, some of their doctrine, what they believed. And I think Thor's going to like some a lot of these things. Okay. I, I already do. Is that sovereign or sovereign? So, how do you say it? Sovereign? Sovereign. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Nathan, this is the first time we're having to correct your... There's no, normally it's me and Thor. Uh, well, it's the slurring. You you know, it's the slurring. It's the slurring. I've been drinking a lot. So yeah. <laughs> no, um, okay, so they opposed land ownership. They opposed public schools. Opposed using work animals. <laughs> Now, why would I like <laughs> hold this? On, hold on, we're going to get there. Okay. They also they eschewed uh, societal norms. They they didn't like following societal norms. Okay. And they didn't like money. <laughs> it truly is the root of all evil, isn't it? <laughs> um, so in nineteen in the, in 1920, they uh, started calling themselves the Sons of Freedom. And so they, these are the things that they believed in. This, these are their their doctrine. Um, Christian spiritualism. They are kind of a folk Protestant kind of belief system. They believe in simple buildings, putting it up, putting them up themselves. Hard benches. They believe in like suffering. <laughs> hard. Um, Specifically, hard benches. You know, yeah. just a second. I don't know. Oh, my my parents might have been part of this like, cult. Yeah. Like not, <laughs> not, not on purpose. <laughs> that we had a lot not of not even slanted backs, up. like uncomfortable benches. Uh huh. Yeah. So you'd stay awake. Remember the, the benches around the table. I do remember yeah. those. <laughs> okay. Um, they talked and prayed in Russian. Okay. And they believed in traditional communal. Like Russian communal living, growing their own food, building their own homes, and then protesting because they didn't like regulation from the government. They're anti-government protesting mm-hmm. regulation in the nude. Where okay. did that come from? Because it was kind of like to get attention. People would cover, like the media would cover their yeah. their protesting. Bes- besides, Were you they could doing sing this? something like "Freedom, Freedom." I read they, they even had a. Some doctrine about how, if I'm not mistaken, like the human skin is the gift from God, and human oh clothing. You have read about, it. yeah. yeah exactly. Human clothing is like some imperfect man-made something, and so like it was kind of like this double-edged sword, where it was this form of like civil, you know, unrest, like we're getting attention, was looking at us, but also like we're Clo- we're doing what God would want us to do, and we're yeah they do, they were kind of nudists yeah. at home or even at church sometimes, and even there, hmm. so a lot of people didn't like that because they would you know the kids were around and mm-hmm. it would, maybe it was a bad influence or something. Clothing is hiding God's gift, kind of thing. Yeah. So Thor, do we have you so far? I just uh, I I'm I'm mildly curious. It's <laughs> being a man and nude all the time. Like what happens if you wait, you just like. You're going around excited. You know, it's in the morning. It's morning wood. And and, and some I, lady gets the wrong idea that, oh, now you're attracted to me. Or maybe you are attracted to her. That's just a curve your enthusiasm. No, this is just, right I'm just saying, I, like, there's a lot of problems that come with this. I just, what, what I have a problem with is this nudist thing in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> if they're going to move from Russia, they should have moved to, like, some tropical climate. You know, if you're going to run around naked. They liked the pain a little bit. They liked, you know, suffering. Okay. I, I bet they Maybe. liked sound. So here, here's some of the controversy. Um, well, that uh, that stuff wasn't controversial, guys. Oh, that wasn't? No, no. <laughs> so they, since they didn't believe in a lot of, in a lot of regulations, they didn't. They didn't like to send their kids to school. Okay. And so, but in Canada in the 1900s, they had a law against homeschooling. If you had a, a regular school available, you needed to send your kid there. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do that. They didn't believe in public schools, taxation, a lot of regulation. And they protested. Anytime something would happen where the government would step in, they would protest. Mm. And a lot of times it was in the news. I bet it was horrible being on the road with those guys. You know, it's like, because, you know, stop sign? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they also burned money. They didn't really believe in believe in money because it was more of a worldly thing. So they'd work so hard, get their paycheck. They worked for themselves. And then they would rather have been left alone. Uh, and but are, they, were they self-sufficient? A lot of mostly, mostly. Yeah. And, but some of the things that they did, so they uh, to protest, they you know protest nude. They um, conducted arson campaigns. 
Now, sometimes they just burn their own house or burn their church building. Wow. A, yeah, because if they if the government would step in and say, no, you don't have the rights oh, to God. do this to your property, they go, okay. You're right. I like these guys more I knew, more. I knew you would. <laughs> Dang it, Nathan. <laughs> um, they also a couple times bombed. Oh, they, bombed, oh. uh, they bombed one of their buildings. Okay. And then um, because the this territory was creeping in and, and uh, trying to regulate them, they bombed a uh, train track. Now, now, now that's just stepping over the line. Yeah, <laughs> they've lost me. And when they did that, they actually, two of their own were blown up in that, in that episode. Uh-huh. On purpose or no, just because they, they didn't just, know what they were doing? They didn't know what they were doing. They were better nudists than they were bombers. They should have had some Were they doing there. it in the nude? Uh, yeah. Oh, really? A lot of times. Oh, okay. I don't know. If in, the, in this specific instance, okay. they did. All but. of you guys out there, no explosives in the nude. And the, you know, that's like such an M.O. You know, it's like, well, uh, who did this? Well, they were running around naked. Oh, okay. okay. It's the free minds. <laughs> we, we know who that is. So that was 19, early 1900s. In 1953 to 59, government stepped in and took, it was kind of like an organized kidnapping, took 200 of their children at various times, 50 of them here, 90 of them you know, at different times. That's so, a lot of so, children. Yeah. So the Canadian government has actually done this an awful lot. They did that on the, with the Indian reservations a lot. Of course, the United States government did that too, but the Canadian government would just take the uh, kids and, and ship them off to boarding school. They and did this with the last Canadian cult. The Anthill kids. The Anthill kids. They took all... They should have. They that should have. Really they they did. did the first time, and then they all produced more children. Uh, anyway, but, yeah. So... How, how did that happen again? Remember? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the cult it's we called, don't like talking about. sex. Yeah, no, that, I still think it's not the worst cult at all. Yeah, yeah. but they did that. The Canadian government came in and pulled their children away. Yeah, they pulled them out and then they rehomed them. Um, if I recall, yeah. some of the children like ended up in like something barely more than a prison. Oh, for most of their formative years, right? Is that yeah? yeah but and when like you the read older the, ones, yeah, when I read that part of the history, it almost like you almost feel for the cult suddenly. And you like suddenly, suddenly you want to like rip your own clothes off and go protest the Canadian government. Suddenly, destroying train tracks isn't that bad. You know, yeah. you're like, hmm, they took away my kids. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it'd be good, actually, for the kids, because then they would appreciate what you've given them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 148 a adults <laughs> were, um, were protested near a public school, mm -hmm. because that was just a way to also get, get some media attention, and a lot of them were arrested. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, the children were actually returned. So that happened in 1953. The children were returned in 1959 if they promised to return their kids to or send their kids to school. To school. Okay. Yeah. And then they also, at different times, because they they were you know in communal living and just some of their circumstances, the Canadian government took land from the from them. A lot of times it was kind of questionable. Like they settled some land, and then the oh. government's like. Hold on, that's not your territory. That's not your land. It would, but they, uh, so they took it from them. Okay, but but it wasn't theirs to begin with, kind of thing. They were. Just, it was kind of. They were squatting. Squatting. Yeah. Okay. As far as the communal, like just everything communal, is it a Marxist thing mm -hmm. that they were like? Is that where they were inspired from specifically, yeah. Marx? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot like, and this is before Russia even became. This was so mm -hmm. Soviet era. Yeah, well, Soviet area. So is that I don't know. Is that that the so kind of end of World War One was the was communists was when they took over. Well, it was it was more it's more complicated than that, but they took over in that time. And World War One ended in in what nineteen fourteen or something like that. Oh, okay. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, something like that. Sorry, okay. well, yeah, at least in nineteen twenty something was when it was over. Yeah. Yeah, their notion for communal living was one of the, I thought, the most interesting parts of this. Because certainly it does seem to be born out of um, a lot of the Marxist ideas that were popular in Russia um, at the time. But it also seems to be, they, they, they make it fit very well with like their Christian background and their Protestant background. And yeah. So it's this, you know, Marxist thing, but it's also for them a very Christian thing, which is why they 
hold to it so devoutly and you know become such a spiritual thing for them it's well that communal living i mean in the new testament i mean according to the new testament the early saints lived in a had communal living you know everyone owned everything equally kind of thing do they have a specific leader yeah they, they had one and they they had them they weren't that high in that much into regulations and having a leader. They've had leaders, and they still have one now. Oh, they're still going. Yeah, a little bit. There's several dozen people that are still followers. We'll talk about that. Okay. Time. All right. All right. Sorry, am I skipping ahead? A little bit. All right. So the land was returned to them. That the, the ones, the land that they actually owned, and they a lot of charges were dropped against them in 1999. And Ombudsman, which is like a, a advocate, was. Uh, asked to settle the charges against the Freedomites, and they were all dismissed. And But also the Freedomites had sued the government as well, and that was dismissed as well. So it was just kind of like, okay. Clean slate clean kind slate. of thing. And um, in 2004, the Canadian government issued an apology to the Freedomites. Oh. And there's still a few dozen people who follow the movement, and there are some people for various reasons, still in jail. Those are the, the cases they couldn't settle. So with the, the bombings, was that just vigilantes in there? Yeah, they were just protesting. They just didn't want the government to get in, to be involved in their okay. yeah. in their business. And, and besides, I mean... I just mean, like, was it like something where the, the guy says, uh, I want you to put a snake in these guys' mailbox, or I want you to blow up these... Ch- mail- no, it wasn't nope. that. <laughs> it was just they did that of their own pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I, I can see, especially as someone who's really, uh, if materialism is not a big deal to them, obviously, money does not mean a big thing. That And I could see as protest burning your house down, just like, you know, someone's trying to regulate you or something. It's like, fine. Boosh. I it's gone. gone. I think I'm. It's gone. I think I'm material, guys. I think I like material things. Like I don't want to burn my house down. You don't. I worked hard I, for it. That's fine, Gunner. I'll do Am that I for you. Am I a bad you. person? No, I'll I'll be happy. Well, to burn still, you'll be clothed just a little. Bit. <laughs> okay. You'll be clothed though when you do it. <laughs> oh well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine when you know when the burning is going on, but when the burning stopped and there's no more fire, it's kind of it's, it's cold. cold. Yeah. yeah, it's cold. So yeah, I just it just makes just, more work for yourself. There's something I could see about like this burning edifice and me naked running around with a stick with marshmallows flaming on it. You know, I, I can see it now, guys. <laughs> I think it's probably easier to do these kind of things when you have more people that are that like, can talk you into it. Well, when you have a group of people that are like minded, when you know, you're going to storm the Capitol. You have a group of people that are all like-minded. And someone and said it's a good idea, and someone said, yeah, and then you just hear, yeah, 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 and you all just start doing it. Yeah, five people aren't going to do it when you now, get a group. I'm, it's an interesting thing that in order to do these really crazy things, you need to be surrounded by other people who are crazy right along with you. <laughs> and yet at the same time, you need to be disconnected from most people. So you need like a connection with certain people, but you need a disconnection from most people. You have to be isolated but connected. It's this weird, seems counterintuitive, but yeah, that's exactly how it goes. And these people had that situation. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't like society that much, and they were an audience of them, of themselves, really. So you mentioned Orthodoxy, Russian Orthodoxy. Were they actually following the? I mean, because uh, the Russian Orthodox Church is a very ritualistic. Religion, uh, just like Catholicism. Russian Orthodox Church is very much like ca- the Catholicism, but they were more Protestant, so they were a branch. Okay. So, so they, was, they, they didn't claim to be Orthodox then? No, they were just orth- Orthodox. They, okay. they had a set b- belief system. and They seemed to get, because they're a Protestant group, but they were trying to bring back some of the ideals and values that they felt were lost from early Christianity. uh, Even from their main, I forget the name of the, what's the name of the group that they're a subset of? They are, um, it was called, yeah. Weird spelling. Duke Hovers. Oh yeah. So they were an offset, a subset of that, and they were trying to restore some sort of value system that they felt had been lost from that group. There have been an awful lot of cults like that that have been 
a, a, a subcult of another cult kind of thing, you know, offshoot of an offshoot. And because I think each offshoot, you can get a little bit more radical in your Definitely. beliefs. And it always seems to be that group just before us, they, they're missing this one key thing. And that one key thing is more important than everything else that they're doing. Yeah. Like in Utah, polygamy, like every single one in Utah, it's, that's the thing that, that everyone's missing. That's the most and important thing. And that's the more, most important thing. And because of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore all my family. I'm going to ignore my, my wife. And I'm going to focus on trying to get a 13-year-old. Yeah, we're going to stop it. <laughs> so what do you guys think? So the good? I thought we were just getting rolling. I was just like, ready. this is no. talk about polygamy. <laughs> no, I, we, we've we talked about polygamy so much. Okay. And every single time I like I get more disgusted by it. And not to say that polygamy it actually is a bad thing in and of itself. I don't, I don't, I think it's all right. I'm with Thor Under, With consenting one. adults. With, consenting, yeah, with adults consenting adults. And with... Fully informed Exactly. Not just that, but it's just it, the, the toll that it plays on your family, It's you have to keep in mind on what you're doing to your family. It also seems that, like, how often does it really happen that there are, like, truly consenting adults? I mean, even adults can be coerced so, and manipulated in really abusive ways. There can, but there you there, you have to draw a line somewhere and, and say, you know, if you're 21, right. you know, and and provide an easy way to get out of it, which there is now. I mean, divorce is quite easy in this country right now. So there's easy ways to get out of it. But you're right. Uh, it's obviously there is some pressure, but there's pressure in everything. You know, there's a pre- there's pressure in our societal norms, you know, that we live in, just normal society. There's pressure to do things. So it's, uh, you so know. It's the grooming that, that bothers me. The grooming the children early. And like one, one person we talked with, they're like, yeah, when I was 13, you know, yeah. they were, I had, you know, 45-year-olds, 60-year-olds at these dances. And they were all checking out the 13-year-olds and grooming them yeah. and buying stuff for them. And, yeah. You know, and, it's just. And I don't like how they, uh, these polygamy cults treat the young males because yeah. they they get rid of them you know they have to get rid of them uh, and I, I just that just turns my stomach a bit there, anyway but we've already talked about all this stuff so <laughs> so what can we take and this one doesn't What's have the, polygamy right well this first of all is this a cult yeah what, what, do you guys, what do you guys think is, is obviously this a cult? I think I, this was a question because yeah, Gunnar just said like, hey we're talking about the freedomites and you could read up on them and so I was reading this and I was trying to decide. It's certainly, I think it fits like the dictionary denotation of a cult. That's a small group. Mm-hmm. They're secluded. They have really weird, eccentric, and even extreme practices, right? And, and you really have to around buy the into They're it. burning stuff. Yeah. They're blowing up stuff. I was struggled to decide whether or not they really met like the modern mainstream connotation of the word cult, which usually means like. There's something nefarious going on. There's a leader who is manipulating and coercing people, whether it's for sex or money or other sorts of influence or yeah. something. None of those n- really seem to fit. I mean, certainly the most nefarious thing about them is like when they got violent. Yeah. So in the end, it was really hard to answer. I think they are very cultish in that oh, when you read the story, they, in a lot of ways, they sound like really noble people. They have these values, and they stick to them, and they do whatever it takes to promote them. And they sound like really, you know, dedicated people. And the government sounds like the bad guy. They come in and, like, take their kids and put them in prison. And yeah. what was odd to me is that they found themselves so at odd with... Because when you read about their values of, like, communal living, and you read about their Christian values, and they seem like the sort of people who would be very progressive and find themselves at home in a very progressive society. And yet, quite the opposite happened. They found themselves like really oppressed by a progressive society and a progressive government. And so how does that happen unless you're so closed off? Yeah. Which is another, like I think, defining characteristic of a cult. You're so closed off from the rest of the world and you're so closed off from reality and you start to like have this distorted view of everything else out there. And that's like like Stephen Hassan's bite model where you mm-hmm. have a behavioral control, you know, all the measures of control that they have over you. I mean, they controlled how they protested and what they wore and how they worshipped and what their home life was like. And there was a lot of control that the, that their 
religion had over them. Was yeah. it was it like they had a bunch of people that were dictating this? Well, one person in charge? Because I mean, there the, was the way you're talking about it doesn't seem they weren't like as, they, they weren't as like they didn't have a charismatic leader there like a lot was of cults it kind of do. Like a council or something? Or no, but it was the them getting together in a meeting and saying, "Okay, this is what our new rule kind of thing." Yeah. So I mean, I, they had I, leaders, but they didn't have uh-huh. leaders that were as charismatic as uh, as a lot of cults do. It wasn't prophet so and so or no. I feel like this is this is a different different a brand different, of cult. A different brand of cult, like a different term, like what Ryan said. I think it's the dictionary version. This is pretty radical though. I mean yeah. blowing things up and getting naked is not that radical guys. It, it's a cult. Okay guys. Okay. Yeah, it is I, a cult I, sorry, according to our right. definition. But Ryan you I, but almost re- convinced me. But re- no no he's, I mean, he's, I'll, he's, play, I'll continue is a cult to play too. the devil's advocate here because <laughs> Blowing stuff up is an extreme reaction, right? Lighting things on fire and burning them down is an extreme reaction. Doing it in the nude is a really unusual way to do it, <laughs> for sure. But they did it because the government was like telling them how to raise their kids. The government was telling them how to run their land. The government was telling them, in some ways, how to live what they thought were some of the most important fundamental parts of their life that they disagreed with. And in that sense, can you really blame them? It makes me think of this notion of like, okay, well, what's the difference between war and terrorism if they're both violent? And really, like, one's the state and one's the not state, and one's the rich and one's the not. So, like, it, do we just call it like anarchism because they're poor and they don't have like any like mm. main government behind them and they're these weirdos who run around naked? And if mm. they if they were a bigger organization, if they weren't doing it in the nude, if they had more backing and sympathizers. Would the same bombings be more justified and less cultish? Uh, okay. Totally. So, my view is that, first of all, is that being a cult is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's just a label for some, a fringe organization. That's all it is. Okay? So, for me, being a cult, not a big deal. Are they a fringe organization? Yes, they are. If they had... Uh, Three million members living in Canada, they wouldn't be a fringe organization. You'd call them a mainstream religion. You know, uh, you, you couldn't call it, you know. Is three but, million the number now? No, I'm just saying. Are, that, are there but. any cults that are large and mainstream even? Yeah, Scientology. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it's that large. I don't think Scientology is that large. It's not that large. I, I thought that it was I, large. I, I maybe they no, doctor the numbers. I don't. I I think if a cult gets enough members, so yeah, it, it's a mainstream. How about Seventh Day Adventists? There, I consider them to be a mainstream religion. I do. How about Mormons? Yeah, I consider them Mormons? to be a mainstream religion, although other people might not. <laughs> I consider well, I, them to be a mainstream religion. Yeah, there, there's enough and members. And a cult. Yeah, there's there's but, culty stuff with each of them. There, yeah, but, but some of them are how much control of of the people around them do they have? Or yeah, do we they did a, we did an episode where we talked about different organizations from the Boy Scouts to military military to uh, sororities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we talk about those? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. And then how each one of them is on a, the spectrum of cult or organization or religion, you know. And some of them are really high on it. So yeah. some some uh, religions, they're not very high on it. They're they're you know they they have a level to it, but it's yeah. not massive. Mormons are way less cultish than they once were. Sometimes you get like small groups that are fringe groups on their own, mm-hmm. and that have leaders who are you know sometimes really nefarious and sometimes just you know stupid or both. <laughs> But, like, they're all the same type and they tend to aggregate together and to the point that, like, as a group, they're mainstream, right? And I see this a lot, like, in the self-help world and in, like, the... Tony Robbins? Yeah. Tony Robbins? We have to do him. Okay. And in, like, the alternative medicine world (laughs) and in... And so you have a lot of people who are fairly innocent and innocuous and have a lot of people who are not and they're really malicious. Teal Swan. But they, they have some eccentric practices. They do something and, like... Any one, like, school of thought and any one group is pretty small. But, like, the whole movement as a whole is humongous. Very mainstream. Or is it still a cult? Yeah, I think cults can be can be large and, and, and still, be, still be culty. Yeah, you know, some of them, it's, 
it's not so culty for the broader people around, but there's a group inside that it's super culty. Mm. A lot of religions have started off more culty and and just gotten more acceptable. Yeah, I think you either go one way or the other. You either you either start to get more fringy and then it dissolves somehow because you have some crazy leader that takes you or takes you out, um, or you start to go a little bit more mainstream. And, uh, or your society around you becomes more tolerant. Yeah, so, they do, but I think it's a it's a double like it happens on both sides. I don't yeah. So what if the Canadian government had never like taken these kids away? How would the group have evolved? There probably would have been a larger group surviving till today, but also they probably would never have done some of the crazy things they did. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. What's good in this cult? Um, nakedness? <laughs> <laughs> the nudity. The nudity. Yeah, I really like the nudity. <laughs> Gunner, we are not going to do a nude calendar, okay? Okay. No, I think the nude calendar would sell. Us three so. nude <laughs> to no who? no edits. Who, who's going to sell to who? Anybody that wants a comedy calendar. Okay, <laughs> okay so maybe that okay. one's not good. Sorry. Okay. Uh, um, I think you know, they stood up for their beliefs, and I think that's admirable. Mm-hmm. You know, they had these beliefs that weren't necessarily uh, accepted by a lot of people, but they stood by them enough to even burn their house in protest or burn the money. I think we obviously need to get rid of public schools, guys. <laughs> I think the good is when you read about like their core beliefs were really like a commitment to living this simple, rural, quiet life, worshiping God quietly at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wanted to grow their own food and build their own homes and just self-sufficiency. Yeah, I think that it's kind of a noble idea. Yeah, it's, it has a definite appeal to it. I think. Yeah, I, I, as I say, part of me, I, part of me really feels just because of the uh, history of uh, of the LDS religion. I mean, went through a lot of the same stuff. Government really pounded on there. And, uh, I mean... But if we would just have listened, Thor... Yes, just and eventually. But it it, it almost broke the church. It did. You're right. Okay. It almost broke the church. And, you know, and they tried to move out. You know, like they moved... These guys moved out of Russia to Canada. You know, uh, the church moved into Mexico. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, uh, <laughs> a lot of polygamists did, especially. What, no, what I'm talking mean? about Utah was part of Mexico. Yeah. Right? Oh, so yeah. Like that oh okay. Mexico. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. I was like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, it was part of Mexico, but then we had the Mexican uh, American Mexican War. War. Yeah, and and six months after they moved here, it was part of the United States. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying that there are a lot of similarities there. Okay. Yeah, uh, there are. Uh, I hate that I'm going to say this mm-hmm. because. I hate to like quote LDS leadership, <laughs> but like we've heard the phrase like "be in the world but not of the world," mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think that that is part of the problem with this group and where they went wrong is that they clearly did not want to be of the world because they wanted to do things their own way. They wanted to do things differently. You can't really blame them for that. Mm-hmm. But. They sort of then thought like they weren't even in this world. They thought they were in their own world and they could be and they didn't have to have a connection with anyone else. They didn't have to like have conversations with anything anyone else. They didn't really have to get... And eventually that kind of like broke them and... Yeah. So other good things. So we figure anything else good. They moved out of Russia at the right time. Yeah. They you certainly know? did. <laughs> It was a good time to get out of Russia and went to Canada, which, although the Canadian government uh, worked them over a bit, it sounds like. Uh, they could have picked a better place. They, they, that was, they could have picked, yeah. but, but they could have picked a lot worse place, too. 
I bet I bet if they went to the United States, we'd probably be way way more harsh on them. Oh yeah. Well, really, I uh, wonder if we would have been less harsh. You think so? Yeah. At that time in the night, yeah, we would have probably been a little bit less. But harsh. if they went oh, to really? Belize, I didn't know that. Or someplace in South America, Brazil, they, they, they would have been fine. They would have. They could yeah. have ended up yeah, running sure. the country. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, almost a Jonestown. Kind of yeah, situation. kind of situation. So the okay. lesson that we take from this is pick the right place to move to. Yes, definitely. How about the bad? I'm uh, thinking the bombs, benches. Of course. Oh, the benches. <laughs> yes, like, you want yeah, more comfortable benches, benches for... <laughs> Yeah. Speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. You can still sleep on hard benches, okay? I've done it. Okay, but it's it's a it's, lot nicer. It's not as fun. Yeah, it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the what do you think of homeschooling versus public schooling? Oh, public schooling, both of them are bad. <laughs> There's no right answer. <laughs> but I, I do think that that gets at like one of the worst things about it is like these children really suffered. Yeah, they these totally. children couldn't get a decent education yeah. one way or the other. These children ended up like in prison when they should be, you know, growing, and it, it just like. It's, yeah, five years away from their homes Yeah, because of this. Uh, I think homeschooling is uh, you don't have as well-rounded. On the whole... Uh, better public school. Better, better public school for the child. That's my opinion. I, I, yeah, I think it depends on, on who's doing the teaching and whatnot. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, you can obviously learn a lot faster... In, in a in a private setting, you see those setting. those kids that that do really well on spelling bees, like a national spelling bee. They're all so many are homeschooled. Oh yeah, they're yeah. they're homeschooled. Yeah, and uh, do you see what their psyche is like? But and their <laughs> parents are adjusted. out there with a whip, ready to no, okay, no, I, I'm like just that. saying. I'm just saying that there are some advantages to it. There can be, okay. but you can they, they can, obviously it can be really abused too. I, I think Gunner, you're right. Either way is horrible. Either way is horrible. You got you or got bad be. things. You got bad things with either system. So, yeah. You know, you, maybe, you know, maybe do perhaps, a little bit of both. Perhaps home, the thing about homeschool though is you have to be incredibly dedicated. Yeah, and it's very hard to teach your children because they because. They're if you're your me, children. then you're going to make sure that your mom goes through hell when she tries to teach you. Though? I was homeschooled yeah. for a little while, and she ended homeschooling with me because I was such an <laughs> ass. Oh my gosh, was I an ass. How about the nudity? Where do we fall? Is that good or bad? <sighs> I think that's neutral. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay, in, well, in the Canadian society, it's bad, but if they would have been doing that in some other parts of the world, it would have been more success, acceptable as long as the guys had like penis sheaths or whatever. Penis, you know, penis, penis sheaths. Penis, you know, those <laughs> awesome little sheaths. No. They would have been able to get away I with it. I have never seen a penis sheath. You penis, haven't? Penis, well, penis you sheath? You haven't been around when Thor relaxes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't seen they've got that cool, like. Oh, okay. Well, we'll are you talking about the thing that goes all the way up here? Uh huh. Yeah, and they tie it. That's that's a penis sheath. Okay, at least I call it Uh, that. All you listeners out there, (laughs) make sure you look up online on what Thor is talking about. Maybe not at work. (laughs) If you're at work, do not look it up. I'm just saying, in certain parts of the world, they could have gotten away with it a lot easier than others. Canada was a bad place to try that out, you know. So. Yeah, it seems to me like it was kind of like a silly thing. I don't know. Like, did it really impact their protests in the direction they wanted? When you burn money and when you, like, burn down a house or when you blow up train tracks, you're trying to engage in some form of civil disobedience and you're trying to, like, call attention to some wrong that's being committed. I think in that sense, you're trying to start a conversation. And... When you do it naked, you distract from the conversation, <laughs> right? And so you you get some attention, but not the attention you want, and not you don't get the conversation you want. You just like look like a weirdo, and no one wants to listen to a weirdo. Which is why civil disobedience is a really hard thing to do. Because also when you are blowing stuff up, you look like some violent, crazy person. And no one wants to talk with those people either. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that it's just. No, I agree with you. It's it is, it's an unusual way to try and like think like, hey, listen to me. I've got something important to say. It was less effective in yeah. what they were trying to do. I agree. I would have a very hard time having an intelligent conversation with some guy prancing around naked in front of me. I, I would. I would. 
I, I'd be more apt to just kind of walk Thor? away laughing. Let's, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay, I'm walking away laughing. Sure. <laughs> this isn't the first time that's happened, guys. Usually it's the, you just Daffy Duck's it. No bottoms, just tops. <laughs> and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. So, how about culty? What can we take from this cult what can we into take? our own? Guys, I'm thinking... I know I've always got a good one. I'm thinking <laughs> that we, we start a school. Okay? Okay, oh, no. but it's going to be school of the... <laughs> this is going to be a school on cults. So, we are, we're, we're, we're going to be a religion and we're going to be a school. What do you think about that? I think I like Don would have a cow about that one. How about if oh, we... Because his cult was like that. Don's, yeah, you're right. Don's cult was a religion. Why don't we have cool. a tutorial on creating your own cult? I think that... Ooh, school. So, I, well, But you have to be nude of, while you do it. In the I nice cult... The, <laughs> you have a name for the cult, the nice cult. Yeah, yeah, that's our cult. Do you have a name for the members? And does it end with ites? Oh, oh we should add a new go. one. We should add a new one. We do have different degrees. So we have, what are our degrees? We well, have the colonels. Zealots, fanatics, and colonels. I think, oh, okay. we, I think we need to add the... the but just our normal members, the, the normal nice followers. The nice Ronaldites. 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 Ronaldo DiCaprio is our leader, is our fearless leader. Yeah. But the nude thing is that, that could be something you adopt as well. Oh, I like it. Yeah. And do you do it. adopt it just when you're protesting? Or do you do it like ceremoniously at certain times? Oh. I mean, it, you have to really flush this out. Where do you, when are you going to go naked and when are you not? Well, only in private. I'm the only one that ever. I'm the only one that ever pushes for the naked. Gunner is extremely comfortable in his body. I'm actually not that comfortable. I just think it's funny. Gunner, Gunner thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like, I oh, I have a funny body. Let's do a naked. It's, uh, yeah. I'm not that comfortable, but believe me. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge naked fan. Not even for the calendar, Gunner. Really? Yeah, unless you could Thor, convince me that it would sell millions. Thor, your your <laughs> naked calendar would sell millions. Okay. <laughs> I did. Uh, I like the ites. I think I the Rinaldites. I'm for, for Rinaldites. I think that wraps it up. <laughs> that wraps it up. So, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, okay. Ryan. Thanks for thanks, joining Ryan. us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. That was awesome. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult.